What's up, Red Raider Nation? Welcome to episode 43 of the Lone Raider podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm your host, Jonah Young, the J-Train himself. And with me, as always, is my good friend, Nathan. Would you rather see Barbie or Oppenheimer this weekend? Zuniga, what's up, Zuni? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Jenna. How about yourself, bud? Um, to answer your question, um, I would probably want to watch Oppenheimer, honestly. But if if I'm taking if it's me and my girlfriend, we'd probably end up watching Barbie, and that's okay because yeah, that movie does look enjoyable. Not kind of the route that you go there, you know. Yeah. I think uh, I think either route is fine. There's just there's two films dropping the same day that just on totally opposite ends of the spectrum. It's kind of it's kind of wild, you know. You got one that's very light, you know, happy, lighthearted. One that's very dark and heavy, you know. I like it, man. It's it's such a for such sure, a contrast sure. between the two. Uh, I'd say I'm more excited for Oppenheimer just because Chris Nolan can do no wrong, you know, with the uh, Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, Inception, Interstellar, just everything he's directed, man. I mean, you know, Dunkirk being in there, like he he's just done so much uh, for cinema, and you know, I I just I don't think he can really do any wrong in my eyes, and I'm actually really excited to see Oppenheimer. I think it'll be a uh, pretty fantastic. I like him because he always has a like a usually a star-studded cast. I mean, a lot of actors want to work with him for good reason. Yeah, I mean, this, this man knows storytelling. He knows storytelling very well. And uh, he definitely portrayed that on the screen extremely well, you know. And I, uh, I like it, man. I like Nolan. I like Nolan a lot, you know. And I'll, I'll see anything that he directs, to be honest with you. I think the one film I haven't seen of his that he directed was uh, Tenant. And I've actually been meaning to. So, you know. I haven't, I haven't seen his latest one, so I don't know. It could be really bad, but nah. Where are the chances, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we are we are back this week, you guys. Finally, back, again. back. You know, I think it's been about a month since we last dropped a new episode. Sorry, vacation, you know, baby. Uh, yeah, you know, had some vacation plans for the both of us. Uh, you know, it, it is the college sports doldrums. Nothing really goes on at this time in the way of actual you know sports going on right now in college. Um, so it's just kind of a just kind of sitting around. You know, a lot of news has dropped. You know, media days, of course. And we're gonna get to all that here in just a minute on this episode. But yeah, you know, just wanted to uh, address that first and foremost. Um, and on this week's episode, you know, once again, we are bringing the high quality conversations your way, including but not limited to Texas Tech media day recaps, some transfer news, some recruiting news, and our Big Twelve football stadium rankings. I should say my Big Twelve football stadium rankings. All of that coming up here in just a little bit. Before we get into all that, though, I want to remind y'all to go follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Raider Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and on YouTube. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, feel free to leave a five-star review if you so choose. Either way, we appreciate y'all for supporting the local small-time Texas Tech sports podcast that is brought to you by the fans that give some dams and who are officially powered by the South Plainsman. Be sure to check them out. That is at South Plainsman on both Twitter and Instagram. Today is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023, officially 45 days until Texas Tech football kicks off in Wyoming. Uh, getting into some of the topics of the uh, of today, uh, I got some baseball. You know, kind of like, like I mentioned, you know, some of this stuff is going to be a little bit um a little bit mundane. 
Uh, you know, you've probably already heard it. it's kind of old news at this point. We just kind of want to skim through it, uh, just to, you know, kind of go kind of go over what's happened over the last month since we've been gone. Uh, we have kept up with everything. You know, we've been pretty active on the socials during this time, but uh, just kind of you know, kind of give our little two cents on some uh, some old news that's kind of dropped. Uh, starting with some baseball news, uh, baseball transfer. Uh, left-handed pitcher Mason Molina, our ace on the mound this past season, has entered the transfer portal. There's no word on where he oh. has uh, decided to transfer to. But yeah, this one is uh, it's a big loss, man. That one definitely, definitely stings. You know, he was he was so good for us, man. Like, why why you want to leave, Mason? Come on, man. Come on back. He, he, he definitely could still, you know, decide to decide to come back to Texas Tech for another year. Um, I think he maybe wanted to see how he would do in the draft. Um, I don't know if he did get drafted uh, at all, but uh, you know, man, I really wanted to see Mason Molina back in Scotland and Black this year. What are your thoughts on that, man? Just real quick. That sucks, man. You know, I hope he comes back, but um, yeah, you can't really say much else. I mean, he was a hell of a ball player for us. So, I mean, we were kind of a shaky team. It looks like we're going to be an even younger team, right? Yeah, so we we we're adding experience and adding players, but you know, um, maybe he just wants opportunity elsewhere. I mean, I guess I can't knock the kid. I mean, for what it's worth, you're you're getting paid to play at Texas Tech, right? Woo! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, one of uh one of only a few schools doing that, doing the NIL deals for, uh, for baseball as well. So you know, I guess maybe just wants a to less uh, pressure. I would say maybe transfer to an SEC school. Um, maybe wants to get that uh, Omaha experience, you know, maybe realizing that probably not going to get that Texas Tech. I don't know. I hope that he's wrong, and I hope that we do end up in Omaha next year. I think we definitely have a squad with experience that was able to do so, and and just him adding on to that to that roster and in that bullpen just will make that even more, just make a better case for ourselves to to get to Omaha. You know, he could definitely be a be a key factor in for that sure. run, and um, you know, I'd love, love to get back to there. Say- Needless to say, in my heart, I'm still operating like he's on the team. Okay, <laughs> like why you gotta break our hearts? That's heart how I'm looking team. at this. I, I, that's how I'm looking at this next baseball season. He's still on the team. Technically, he still is on the team. So, and yeah. for right now, for right now, for sure. Like um, I said, like I said, I'm operating uh, as he is. I, uh, nah, other other baseball news we very have. well. Um, of the Philadelphia Phillies select Brandon Beckel in the 12th round at pick number 373 overall. No news yet on whether he will be leaving for the MLB or not. He still does have one more year of eligibility. Um, so, um, I, I would, you know, hey, you know, good job for Brandon Beckel. Um, I hope he does decide to also stay at Texas Tech, though. He was, you know, by and large our best uh, relief pitcher and closer, whichever one you want to call him. He could play both extremely well. And, you know, Brandon Beckel was, was just outstanding on the mound this past season. And, uh, you know, hey, congrats on being drafted. And, you know, maybe next year uh, you get some more outings on the mound, maybe bumps that draft stock up a little bit. Maybe goes from being selected in the 12th round to maybe maybe taking the eighth, maybe taking the in the seventh, maybe get a little bit more money. Hell, if he does well enough, he's taking the first five rounds. I mean, it's guaranteed money right there. You know, hey, you know, get a lot more money that way. <laughs> so, uh, but congrats for Brandon Beckel. I uh, do hope he does uh, does decide to stay at Texas Tech, though. Uh, Zuni, thoughts? Hope he stays too, man. Like I said, I'm operating as he's still on the team. <laughs> still on the roster. I mean, 
Yeah, he's still on this roster because I mean, come on now. If they both did, bro, then that's that was our fucking that, that was our day one day guys, man. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, tough. You know what I mean? Tough. So that's really all I could say. I mean, congratulations to him. He could definitely go make a little bit of cash for sure. But um, like you said, maybe he could boost his draft stock and maybe get a you know better paycheck. But up to him. Really, it's in his court. He was our best relief slash closer this season so yeah that's really my two cents on it once again congrats that's always fun you could say you made it to the not to the majors but at least professional baseball yeah no doubt no doubt uh, but you know grass to Brent Beckle please stay attack though <laughs> selfishly stay I want you to stay very selfishly stay I want you to stay but uh, go get a check if you need to man go get a check if you hey, need we're to, paying bro. money too bro like I said we're paying yeah money yeah it's true it's true, it's true. <laughs> uh, other news though uh, West Virginia transfer guard Joe Toussaint has committed to Texas Tech uh, Toussaint entered the transfer portal after the firing of Bob Huggins or him stepping down, whichever uh, whichever one you want to go to. Apparently, he says he hasn't stepped down. There's a little kind of you know ordeal going on there, West Virginia. I don't know all the details. I'm not really tied into West Virginia as other members are. Um, but yeah, Joe Toussaint is uh, coming to Texas Tech. Average 9.4 points a game, two rebounds, uh, 2.6 assists, and shot 37% from the field. He's a six-foot guard from the Bronx, New York. Uh, coming down to Texas Tech, he is uh, going to take up that last roster spot for us. Um, I think he's real, real range guard. Definitely um, point guard material, but I think he definitely played that shooting guard uh, very well, too. And um you know, it's kind of kind of curious to see how uh, how he does. Maybe uh, with him and Pop on the court, you know, those are two gonna be our two smallest guys. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna be on the court at the same time necessarily, but you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see the uh, the rotation that they go along in. I think Joe's a little bit more of a more of a true point guard in in a sense. Uh, to where you know Pop is still kind of learning that role, and maybe Pop could be more of a shooting guard because he is just that guy on the court. I mean, we saw he was our be- he's by and large our best shooter last season. Um, so looking for him to take that next step forward. But uh, your thoughts on a uh, Judge Sant transfer, man? And I hope that's how you pronounce his last name too. Um, um, yeah, cool. Finally, happy to know that uh, uh, what we're working with is what we're working with. You know what I mean? West Virginia wasn't too bad of a basketball team. They definitely gave us a run for our money a couple games. They made the tournament. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. So, yeah, um, it, it's not a terrible program to come from, and I'm hoping he meshes well with the team. As you said, he is a not a smaller guy. I mean, six foot four is a decent size for a point guard. Yeah, six foot. It's not the top. So, oh, you said six foot. I yeah, heard six, six foot. foot. Yeah, no. Six foot, yeah, not a terrible size, man. Decent size <laughs> for a point guard, man. <laughs> hey, look. Um, he brings a lot of experience matter. to the team as well, too. So he is a senior. I was going to so. say, that, that, I don't think size really matters that much in um, college basketball. I mean, it does to an extent, but like you can really outperform your size. It's kind of wild. But, yeah, that's cool. Um, I hope he balls out. I hope the entire team balls out. I guess time will tell this season. <laughs> time will tell, man. We finally got a complete team. It's good to see. I think this team can definitely definitely make some noise. It's going to be much improved from last year. 
And uh, I mean, I hope so. Last year, yeah. last year we missed the tournament, right? So I mean, I mean you can't yeah. really. It's kind of hard to do worse. Not to say you can't, but <laughs> you know, bit bit more difficult with what you have now as opposed to what you had last year. Um, bit hard to do worse than that. But uh, sticking with uh, the I basketball mean, news, uh, Texas Tech mm-hmm. set to play Vanderbilt at the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth this season. Uh, this is actually really good, man. I I really am, am excited for this game. I think I might try to try to make a trip on up to Fort Worth for this exact game. Uh, kind of need the details on what day it's going to be played on, of course, so I can you know maybe plan around that. But yeah, this is this is fantastic. I I absolutely like seeing Vanderbilt on the schedule this year. I feel like it really builds up your resume early on in the season instead of playing you know, these quad four teams, you know, just eight straight quad four teams in Lubbock who, you know, do nothing for your net rankings. His net rankings are probably over 250. Uh, it's, uh, you just, the, and I understand like you need the tune-up games. You need those games to kind of figure out how you're going to mesh well, what the rotation is going to be like, uh, get some, you know, more film on some other guys as well on how, how deep your bench is. But, you know, same time, it's like, you don't really learn much from playing, you know, um, a nickel state and a uh, or Eastern Illinois or a Bethune Cookman. What do you mean, Jonah? Like Qual- like, they're quality opponents, man. They, yeah, they got sure. they have a they have a program. They yeah, a program. It's, it's no knock on them. By the way, I'm not trying to you know uh, disparage their, their programs at all. But you know, I I think that you know you don't really do much for yourself. You know when you when you just play nothing but those cupcake teams for you know the first eight to ten games of the season, and then like oh you go to like a little little tournament like we did, you know like we went to Maui, or you go to uh, some other you know some other little tournament that you have, or you gotta play you know other teams, go to Vegas or you go to Kansas City, you know like the, the various number of places we've been to in these little uh, neutral site tournaments. But I I I've, I really like that you put Vanderbilt on schedule, and I've always kind of been uh, adamant about that. Like hey, you know. You're telling me that, and I, I understand like not a lot of teams want to come to Lubbock. I, I get that. It's hard to get other Power 5 schools to want to come play in Lubbock, you know, whereas, um, you know, schools like, a school like Gonzaga will go play virtually anywhere, um, except for Lubbock, actually. <laughs> but, uh, you know, or, or a school like, you know, Kansas will go play anywhere, you know. Um, I, I was thinking like, hey, you know, are, are you telling me that you can't maybe set something up with Oregon State or Washington State or a Minnesota? You know, like one of these, you know, not maybe not necessarily premier basketball programs, but definitely ones that if you beat can boost your resume when you're kind of on the edge of getting in uh, into the tournament. That could Jenna, really, you know, help boost that a little bit more. What, what what if it's just one of those cases where they're calling and just no one's accepting? They're just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> what, um, what, I mean, what can we say that? that you know, I'm, I'm sure it's uh, it's more of like a hey, are, are we playing where you're playing, or are we gonna play us here, or you know? And I kind of wish that basketball had the same deal that football does, where it's like a home and home with each opponent that you have. You know, like I wouldn't mind getting Vanderbilt in Lubbock, and then next year going to Nashville and playing Vanderbilt on their home court as well. You know, and doing that with a couple of different schools too. Um, I, I I would be absolutely thrilled. You're doing that with the Minnesota, doing that with the Wisconsin, doing that with the Washington State. You know, some schools like that that can really boost your net rankings and that can help you get into the tournament if you if you are on the cusp of it, or even hell, if you're on the cusp of being maybe a three or a two seed in the tournament. You know, you can really that can really boost you up there. You know, to get that uh that better seating. So, I would um 
I would, I would really love that for uh, for Texas Tech basketball. Uh, and I mean, as we know, the uh, it, it is played in Fort Worth, the Diggs Arena, but that that will be a home court for Texas Tech. All all the uh, DFW fans out there will flood uh, the Dickies Arena, and it's going to be just a sea of scarlet and black. That's, that's going to be a home game for us, so no doubt about it, right? Oh yeah, I'd like to think so. I mean, in Texas, right? So <laughs> I feel like we have that going for us right off the bat. But yeah. yeah. Hopefully we get more quality opponents, like you said. But, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we're calling and nobody's accepting it. I wish they would take us, you know, at least at least one, right? I'll, we should take them at least on their, like, home court every once in a while, I guess. I mean, we did that last year, but uh, it didn't really help in the grand scheme of things. But maybe this year it will. Definitely better than the, like, you know, the Eastern Illinois of the world. I will agree. On that, kind of hard to argue on that one. Yeah, and I I just feel like it, it does so much more for your resume at the beginning of the season, you know. And I understand you need those games. You know, you're paying those opponents to to play you. Um, and you you need those kind of tune up games. Everybody has those tune up games, right? So they're, they're necessary for like depth and uh, you know trying to see how your other players do and figuring out the rotations and maybe getting some new guys uh, like some freshmen uh, kind of getting their feet wet a little bit on what it's like to play an actual you know college basketball game. Uh, so yeah, and they 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 are necessary is what I'm trying to say. But you don't need to play eight to ten of them, you know, that do nothing for your net rankings at the end of the year too. So, but uh. That's enough there. I'm I'm kind of you know, tired of going off on that tangent there. So uh, I'll just get on to the, uh, the other news we got going on here. Uh, Texas Tech's Throwback Thursday game, the TBT uh, being played today. I think it's actually being played right now. As a matter of fact, in Lubbock, they're playing the Purple Hearts. Uh, a lot of former players come back to play uh, in the TBT game. Guys like Matt Mooney, Davide Moretti, Tariq Owens, uh, Kyler Edwards. I mean, all these, you know, uh, you know, Todd Gocher. Coming Dang. back for like you know a couple games to play together, uh, play one more time in the United Supermarkets Arena. It's uh it's true truly awesome, man. It's it's really cool to see a lot of those guys didn't get to play in the new Womble Center that we have now, so they've gotten to practice there for a couple of days, uh, getting ready for this uh, getting ready for this tournament. And it's awesome, you know, to see on you know, social media content that our basketball programs are putting out there on on the on Twitter and on Facebook and everywhere. Um, the videos they've been making have just been absolutely killing it. Uh, interviewing the players, uh, they've just absolutely been loving the new facilities that they have there. They wish they had it. You know, obviously, I mean, who wouldn't, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 really cool seeing the past guys coming together, uh, guys from different eras, guys from different teams getting to play together on the same court. It's 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 truly truly remarkable, man. I I really like it, and uh, kind of makes me want to finish this podcast up so we can go ahead and watch it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool that we do that <laughs> yeah for sure it's cool that we do that especially because all those guys were pretty integral to building you know what is now what we can consider a basketball school i guess we can say texas tech is for the most part we we're we in everything school what are you talking about man oh my bad first oh, my and bad. foremost we are meat judging Okay. I would die, I would You're say that we it. are, you know, on just about everyone's radar when it comes to, you know, high school recruits coming out. You know what I mean? Just just point that out there. We yeah, I mean, nowadays, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. So, and all those guys that you named were, you know, quite integral to that, you know, success that we're having now. So, hopefully, our name carries us to some nice recruits and to some nice wins this season. Absolutely, yeah. man. So, but shout out to those guys. Shout out to the OGs, bro. Shout out to the OGs. OGs who, you know, paved the path for those, uh, you know, came before them. You know, pay the respects to those who came before them and, you know, laid the foundation for those who came after. And uh, it's, uh, it's really cool to see um, see all that history, you know, all that uh, um, just, you know, liveliness coming back. And it's, uh, it's really cool. Apparently, the attendance record for uh, a Throwback Thursday game is a uh, seventy one hundred, I think, and they set that in uh, Wichita State at one of their games. Uh, the play at the United Supermarkets Arena. I'm pretty sure that might beat the attendance record. I don't know, but I, I have a hard time thinking that. You know, in the middle of summer when everyone's kind of sports deprived right now, there's not much going on TV other than professional baseball and soccer, which I have been keeping up with, by the way, because I'm a sports junkie. Um, that they're not going to want to show up to a Texas Tech basketball game, even if it is just a you know, exhibition game for for it, and everything goes to a good cause. So, um, I I really hope they do sell out the United States Marines. Once again, I've not seen it. I know what's going on right now, but uh, you know, I'm excited about it. <laughs> breaking records, man. So we're all about here. It's breaking just, it's breaking records. records, setting the tone, and putting us on the flipping map, man. But uh. Yeah, moving on to our next topic of news, though. Texas Tech has had a plethora of football commits since uh, we've last been on the air. You know, guys like, uh, you know, four-star safety and uh, Kai Payton Morgan out of Pflugerville, Texas, just right up the road from me, where I'm at. Uh, Jacoby Williams running back from Beckville. Um, let's see here. Uh, going over, So I'm just kind of running through them right now. Uh, Malika Squara, a very rangy defensive back, six foot three, one hundred eighty-five pound DB. Uh, definitely can definitely can stretch um, stretch the field, and you know, really, really great size too. Um, yeah, I think we've had a, I think we even had a transfer from, I believe Baylor. Uh, dang, what what is his name? I gotta I gotta look that up. Sorry guys, watching me, you know, produce on the fly here. <laughs> um. But yeah, we got we definitely got another uh, another commit from uh, Baylor safety who apparently got his he had one pick six this last season, and that was against us when he was at Baylor. <laughs> nice, yeah. Kind We're of, bringing uh, that you know fiery sticky fingers to our defense now. Let's go. <laughs> Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt, and uh, kind of getting the. Kind of interesting to see how he's going to fit in our in our new system uh, with, uh, with what we have here and everything. And um, I cannot find this guy's name to save my absolute life because you know, you recruited. All right, John. Hold on, I'm going to get this, dude. I'm going to get this. Whether I have to edit around this part of the show or not, I will get this, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't slip, man. We're too professional to have slip ups here, man. Way too professional. Like you don't see this, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and skim through, skim through, skim through. Find um, his name yet? No. Hold on. 
getting there. Yes, AJ McCarty. There we go. Cornerback AJ McCarty from Baylor, transfer to Texas lad. Tech. Finally, let's go, baby. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's what happens. Three, you, over, you overcome. You overcome some that's adversity right there. You know, and uh, you power through it, man. <laughs> Six foot three, one seventy five. Yeah, Jacoby. What was his name? Who are you talking about? What was his name again? There's AJ McCarty, a cornerback from Baylor, transferring to Texas Tech. Nice. Yes. There you go. Stud reporting by Johnny. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I mean, we only had a month to put the show together, right? <laughs> only. You'd I mean, think like we'd you be say, better. It's been kind of slow for the summer. It's been kind of slow for the summer. I will ask you, since you are a football junkie, so how many roster spots are there on a college football team? Uh, 85 scholarship spots. Uh, I know that there's 85 full scholarship spots. And then I believe they have spots for a uh, number of walk-ons as well. I don't exactly know what the limit on walk-ons is, but, uh, I know they do have, um, they have quite a bit for, I think it's 15 or not yeah, 15. I think there's more than 15 walk-on spots. I, I, actually, how many, how many I just know there's 85 full scholarships. Then? What's that? How many suit up for game day? How many suit up for game day there? Because you could be on scholarship and be re- um, redshirted. Yeah, yeah. So for game day, I would probably say 55. Is it 55? It might be 55. I don't know. Alexa. Alexa. 60. I don't know. She's not connected. But um, You don't even have Alexa. That's a good question. That's a that's trivia a question. question. Somebody right a little bit smarter than me might be able to know. answer that. It's probably some people punching their uh, you don't know. punching their car you stereos right that's now, crazy. saying like, "Oh, it's 60. I would have. Like is it? I feel like it is sixty. Probably sixty somewhere in there. I I, I really don't know. Um, that that might be like the travel team. The number of players that get to travel. Um, is fifty five. I don't know where I got that number from, but that might be it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Ne- st- stay tuned. All man. I know stay tuned. is that next week Rudy, we'll figure this out. Rudy was getting, you know, he was taking L's, bro. Couldn't make that last roster spot until the end. That's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's one one movie. of the all time great sports movies. I would say Rudy definitely in there. I think he's in virtually everybody's top ten for sports movies. It's got to be. You know, we'll have that conversation another time, though. Maybe do like a little bracket. Best sports movies of all time, you know? That'd be, That'd be fun. A That'd be a good, like, summer one, you know? We could do that. Stay tuned, you guys. Yeah. There's so much coming your way. <laughs> but, yeah, it kind of goes uh, kind of goes along with the uh, number of football commits that we've had. We went to high school. Um, you know, uh, uh, of course, Big 12 Media Day came back. You know, t- uh, Joey McGuire, Joey McDrip. I should say, show to the media day um, with his, uh, with his suit. We got the pirate uh, emblems on the inside of the jacket looking fly as hell, man. Um, like uh, I think he, definitely the best dress coach amongst all the ones that were there this past week. Um, you know, kind of dressed some, uh, uh, some, you know, a- answer questions very professionally. Definitely gets you hyped up for the team, you know, bringing up the fact that you know 18 guys, 18 starters from that bowl game back in December are all coming back this year and will be available to start this year. Uh, of course, you know, addressing some of the issues with our, you know, offensive line, the, uh, uh, what we've done to kind of you know, fix those areas and, uh, you know, just really, really getting excited for, for football season this, uh, this, this upcoming year. And, uh, you know, I think Texas Tech definitely has a chance to, 
to make some noise and to go far. And he truly believes that he's making us all believe it. But, um, and one thing I do know that he mentioned that I really, really did like is that this is the first time that a lot of these guys and a lot of these guys' careers that they've had a certain level of expectation that they need to meet. So it's going to be interesting to see how they handle that. You know, they're trying to, he's trying to teach them how to handle the expectation and meet that expectation. And that's, uh, you know, something I wasn't really thinking about all too much, but yeah, you know, this is one of the first, like how, how are these guys going to handle the expectation that we have this year? Cause you bring back a lot of talent. You bring back, you know, like you mentioned, 18 starters, you know, so much of your offense of uh, explosion, so much of your defensive production, uh, special teams included in that. You know, you have a, I would say this year's schedule, I don't necessarily know if it's, I don't know if it's easier. Um, I definitely, I'd say it's a little bit easier than last year's schedule, but not by much. You know what I mean? Um, okay. And I, I feel like, you know, I feel like definitely an argument can be made either way on that. Um, but you have a better team. I, I would I think agree. A little bit easier of a schedule would, this year. So you, I would agree you do have the expectation to have the, um, have a have a great season. Go on, buddy. Yeah, I was gonna say I would agree for sure on that because both Oklahoma teams usually there's some some they're a thorn in our side. To be honest with you, they usually Oklahoma usually gives us a run for our money. We usually give them a good fight, and Oklahoma State is really a fifty fifty. Them damn Cowboys, man, just can't seem to put them down. <laughs> Yeah, no, and uh, I thought it was kind of funny last year when we, after we lost to Oklahoma State, their season kind of fell apart after they played us, and uh, it was guys. Uh, and our season really tended to pick up towards the end of it. Um, but yeah, it was it was, it was it's kind of interesting the way that unfolded the rest of the rest of the way. But uh, you know, I I feel like yeah, with I would this agree team, that's an easier schedule. Uh, yeah, for sure. We we do have we are starting to get a lot of dark horse votes from these national media members that you know, focus on college football and everything. Um, I believe mm-hmm. Heather Dinish today said that uh, she has Texas Tech as a dark horse to maybe make the CFP to potentially come out of the Big 12. You know, hey, don't don't overlook Texas Tech. Don't sleep on Texas Tech. And it's That's always crazy. interesting to see what the national, you know, media members think about Texas Tech. Um, because you know, typically in the years past, really hasn't been much to talk about with Texas Tech. It's like, yeah, you know, they might make a bowl game, they might not. You know, that's kind of the end of the conversation right there. Um, however, you know, a lot of us, pe- uh, a lot of them pegging Texas Tech as a as a dark horse contender to win the conference, and which is nice to hear. But at the same time, it's like, hey, you gotta go out and do your job. Like, it, it's nice to talk about in the preseason. It's not to talk about anything in the preseason, but you gotta go out there and you gotta perform. You gotta do your job, and. Hopefully that can wind us uh over oh, that can end us up in a Big Twelve title game. All I know is that if you're a punter at Texas Tech, just go ahead and transfer now. It's not happening. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't know. No, uh Joey McGarfos, he's been, you know, everything and uh, everything, to be honest with you. Everything and everything. Everything and above. All and above. No. I don't know what the saying is, but that man, I'm bought into the Joey Bucks. He's been a hell of a coach so far, and I can't wait to see the rest of this season and how it unfolds. Because man, a dark horse for you know Big Twelve contender? What? I will say this: um, by the end of the season, when we're playing against Texas, you know, 
because I think they are our last game, I believe, yeah. on the schedule. Um, that will probably be one of the bigger games in the season. I'm calling it right now, especially if Texas Tech is trying to compete for a Big 12 championship, which we are. That's going to be one of the more underrated matchups of this year going into especially the latter part of the season because bowl games and uh, expectations only heat up when it gets down to, you know, the nitty gritty moments. Yeah. So I know Dame has always been kind of like, you know, that annoying football team because they kind of get that week off while everyone else gets to play an extra week and either look terrible or look exactly how they've been playing. But that last game, man, can kind of screw some, some teams for sure. For sure, man. Yeah, no doubt. They choke on the biggest stage, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Let's, let's yeah, see. And, uh, I want excited for a Big Twelve uh, uh, season and excited for a Texas Tech football season, man. So I'm excited for this one because we actually have potential. Crazy <laughs> to say. De- yeah, I mean, th- this is definitely I think the most hype I think I've seen our fan base in quite a while, um, in Lubbock and just everywhere else. I mean, it's um, you know. Obviously, I think I think the best thing to do is to be cautiously optimistic because, I mean, how many times have we been this hyped up about a season and it not just go our way? You know, us, uh, you know, going five seven. Now, granted, Jenna, I don't come think on, that it's not happens. our fault. We it's not, <laughs> not our fault. We always drink the Kool Aid, bro. It's not our fault. That's it's delicious. Uh, I've been drinking McGuire's Kool Aid. Don't don't get me wrong, man. I have been. Drinking it's Bar's not Kool-Aid our fault. We always drink the Kool Aid. People were drinking Cliffs Kool Aid. Honestly, nobody was drinking Matt Wells. His no, was water. No, no, not at all. It was just straight water. That, that, was, that was Flint water. Just what having that was. water coming out of his well. Like that was a dark joke. Nah, it was a terrible joke. <laughs> but both of us. Now nah, the Flint one was pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> Dang, that's kind of messed up. Hey, that's, that's they, messed up. they have tests. They have tests for lead water. Besides that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, excited for the football season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we'll get we'll get more into the more in depth in the football conversation um as uh, as we get a little bit closer to will September. So will we? I think we will. Um also at Media Day, uh, Kirby Hokut spoke on this. Um the potential to continue the rivalry with Texas. Um he's apparently reached out to Del Conte and other members of uh, uh University of Texas. Saying that they uh, Texas Tech wants to continue the rivalry with UT, playing as a non-conference opponent in the years moving forward. Uh, basically, just saying that you know, hey, the ball's in UT's court; they can uh, you know decide to play us, or they can decide not to play us. What are your thoughts on continuing on p- the potential to continue the rivalry with Texas City? It's awesome, man. Because I mean, there has been a rivalry. Texas fans will never admit it, but I mean, <laughs> we do sometimes. You know you know, are a thorn in their side, so to speak. Um, I don't know if Texas will do it just for the sole reason that I feel like Texas looks at Texas Tech as not a cupcake opponent, but as an opponent like, that you're lesser, be. you know, you don't you don't bring any yeah. value to us. Exactly. You so know, I think that's always, that's how they look at us. Yeah. I feel like they've always looked at us in that light. So unless uh Kurt you know, Kirby's like selling, like, you know, just he's being the absolute best salesman, you know what I mean, to get Texas to agree to that. I just, I really just don't see it happening just because 
yeah, I feel like we're too too much of a, a mystery of a football team. Like you don't know if we're gonna be uh, a quality opponent one year or if we're, you're gonna get a dub against us easily. You know what I mean? And more times than not, the the game is usually a game up until like maybe the the second, third. I mean, we do compete and take it all the way to the fourth and some. You know, best believe. But there are moments where we do get blown out, but it's not until like the third quarter when we're taking the out. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just, I, I I'm just like that. to point that out. I'm just like to point that out. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see if the Texas does it. I I really doubt that they do, but I hope that they do. I'm kind of on the indifferent side of it all when you kind of factor everything in. I honestly, I, I could care less about playing Texas. Because I think at this point for Texas Tech, with this new new Big Twelve conference we have coming up, um, the uh, possibility of, of of even expanding further upon that, you know, Pac twelve still hasn't gotten a deal done. Maybe some of their schools are looking to uh, maybe jump ship and come back to the Big Twelve. We don't know yet. You know, still a lot of things that are up in the air that could happen. Um, we know that um, uh, Brett Yormark spoke uh, spoke upon that. At media day, made uh, made that kind of a point of reference, like, hey, you know, if, as long as you match what we're about and you bring you know good value to us, you know, we'll go out and we'll uh, we'll get you as a as a conference member. Um, however, you know, getting back to UT, I don't think that playing them really has any impact on what we are trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish as a program. You know. Like, uh, really, yes, because let's say, for example, uh, in, in a couple of years from now, you know, when let, let's say, for example, Texas Tech, you go 11 and two, you win the Big 12 conference, and you get a berth in the uh, expanded playoff, you're one of the 12 teams playoffs, you know, and you're, you're playing for a national championship at that point. You really think I'd give a shit if I played UT or not that year? Getting a dub against UT being in the SEC now, I guess does kind of matter because SEC opponents, for whatever reason, just get looked at at a higher, you know, they're they're held to a higher standard on a higher pedestal, right? So if you're getting wins against them, then those are considered quality wins, regardless if that SEC opponent is good or not. Like, you know, you know, anytime a smaller school beats Florida – they're letting Florida know, right? Come on now. So, like, it's stuff like that that I feel like will matter, especially to, like, committees who are deciding this. So, yeah, if, if they do end up – there's definitely value there to facing uh, an SEC opponent every year. And it's Texas. Like, it would just make the rivalry bigger if they if it's a consistent, like, uh, game that we know is going to be there at the beginning of the season. You know what I mean? kind of sets the tone anyways. Well, yeah, I I understand I understand it in that light, and you are correct. You know, SEC schools do get held to a higher standard; they're put on a higher pedestal. Even ones that don't bring a ton of value, even in football, like a Mississippi State or a Vanderbilt or a Missouri. Then Wake Forest. No, uh, Wake Forest isn't in the SEC. Uh, Is it? Maybe yeah. I was thinking Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Then. You think of Vanderbilt? I was the same colors. Yeah, the same colors. Thinking- you know, similar. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just don't think that UT, like playing UT, it is not you, you. It's not part of what you're trying to accomplish as a program. You're trying to win your conference that you're in. You're trying to win all the games on your ah. schedule. 
you're trying to ah, get to a big 12 championship fans, game. Jonah. No, I do mean, honestly, like, yes, it, it would be nice for fans, especially ones that live out here in Austin and San Antonio who maybe don't get to see Texas Tech play very much. And they get to see them like once every other year when they uh, when they play in Austin at UT, you know, sure. But like, if you really want to see Texas Tech play, go up to Lubbock, you know, go up to Lubbock. Like it's not it's not that far of a drive. It it, it can be a pain in the ass. Ah. I get it. I've made it several times. Jenna. But like I, I just don't Jenna, think that do they the bring a the ton fans. of you know like sure for the fans. Wh- why not? You know, but they they don't. They, there's nothing about playing them that sets you to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish going forward, which is trying to win a Big 12 title, well, trying to get to the college world playoff, trying to maybe potentially win a national championship, like every single school should be trying to do. Every single year. And if you're not trying to, if you're not trying to get better, there's something wrong with your program. That's that's an internal wants, problem with your program. He wants, he wants quality opponents in basketball non-conference. Doesn't I mean, want quality yeah, and it's, opponents it's just, you know, in football non-conference. What do you want? What do you want then? You want a cupcake <laughs> schedule to start the season then? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're uh, telling me? I mean, first of all, again? the schedule for Texas Tech has been set all the way up to like 2032. All right. Like, and, and none of that involves, you know, and, and like all of our non-con opponents are already on there. It's like 2032. So that's already been taken care of, Zuni. All right. Like that, that's out of the hands. So Look, moving man. forward. Look, it, it's a good rivalry. It's, it's a good it's rivalry. It's a good rivalry. Sure. But it's like a, they, they it'd don't be hold... a good It'd be a good rivalry to stay alive. You just sound bitter towards UT. It's okay, man. Sorry, right. well, I, I hate mean, them like, too. I, well, first of all, I've never liked UT in my life. I, I've lived out here in Austin. I've seen God. the worst of that fan base that has to offer multitude of times. Okay, I do not like UT. Yes, that's that's apparent. They have no real setting in what you're trying to accomplish as a program. What you're trying to do moving forward. You know, they they, they don't have that. I'm not going to sit here and beg to play UT every fucking year. That does not set a good presence. Does not set a good image for your school. Like, I'm not begging to play UT every year. Like, you think I'm going to beg to play A&M every year? No, I don't care. Like, that's essentially what you are as a fan doing right now. You're begging to play UT. You're begging them to, oh, no, keep playing us. You make us look good. Like, no, don't. Like, go, go off and do your own thing. You know, focus on the opponents that want to play you and play them. You know, and, and, the, and the opponents that you have to play every year and that you're going to play and go off and try to do your own thing and win your own games and be your own fucking self. That's what I'm trying to say here. You know what I mean? Okay, man. Okay. You say that's, so. That's where I'm, I mean, that's where I'm getting at. That's how you. That's all right. I mean, you asked my opinion <laughs> on it. I told you that's how I feel towards UT. And you answered honestly. Cool. And I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, yelling, trying to scream at you or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, there's, you know, that's just where I stand with it. It's like, a lot of I'm, passion. I'm all for ending, just doesn't I, like I don't UT. care about, you know, ending the rivalry UT. I, I do not care about that. Let know. me ask you. Let me ask you. If A&M asked to play Texas Tech, would you accept? If A&M asked to play Texas Tech? Yeah. I would rather yeah. play A&M every year than UT, actually. Wh- what? I would Why? rather do that. I feel like you have a, a much better. First of all, you have more historic rivalry with A and M than you you do UT. And A and M is your biggest rival up until the time that they left for the SEC. Up until two thousand, I think it was that eleven or twelve that year. I don't so, know so one. what would be wrong for? Would it? Would you think it'd be bad for us to ask them to extend our hand out to A and M? I think they have already. I think either Hokut or maybe Kent Hans asked to like continue that rivalry. But AM has proven time and time again that they want nothing to do with any former 
Big 12 opponent that they used to have to play all, like virtually every single season, even with Baylor, it's with uh, TCU, with Texas, Texas Tech, UT, you know, TCU, even like, you know, even Oklahoma State or anybody like that, like they have virtually had no desire to play anybody from the state of Texas or anybody they used to have a really long history with. They 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 do not want to be a part of anything like, you know, they, they don't bring value to their program, whatever, like, you know, like rivalries mean something, you know, like historic rivalries do mean something. And so I, I would, I would rather play in So yeah. So yeah, having, having a UT rivalry that might be available, I'm just saying it might be a good thing. That's cool, but whatever. <laughs> but moving on to our uh, last part of our, uh, main topics today big 12 rankings of the stadiums now we are ranking uh well i say we i <laughs> am ranking big 12 stadiums based on visual appeal only now well, i want to preface this I'm, by saying that i have not been I'm doing to quick reporting myself okay pull up the pictures <laughs> i i want i want to say this preface like, i have not been to a majority of these stadiums and i do plan on visiting uh, a lot of them but I've not been to a lot of them, so I could eat, you know, a big pile of crow once I do go visit them. But it's just based on visual appeal only for me. So I'm rank all the new Big Twelve teams. So I'm not I'm not gonna include Texas or OU in this. Those ones so, are kicked out there, part of the SEC. I'm not including those in, in in my rankings. So it's it's the current Big Twelve. Okay. So I'm gonna go backwards. I'm gonna go from worst to first, okay? So wait, so quick question. It's not yeah. the environment at all that it brings. It's, it's just, not the environment. It's just, it's just the, stadium. the stadium as a visual appeal, uh, like the, like the uh, the visual architecture, appeal. the construct of it all, um, everything like that. It, it's visual appeal. When the hell? What? So yes, this guy getting I mean. real deep <laughs> with the architecture. Absolutely. He wants to look at the bleacher seats and see if they're quality or not. Does it have a backrest? <laughs> I need to. I need to make my judgment somehow, man. That's how we do it. Fair enough. So, uh, so go from worst to first, going from twelve. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be ranking your rankings <laughs> off of, uh, of the what is it, uh, off of the environment. Then every okay, every team it. that you mention, I'm I'm gonna say who has a, a worse or bad environment. Then <laughs> okay, go for it, man. So number twelve, I got Houston, the Cougars, TDECU Stadium. Look, it is that one ugly. to me is yes, it's it's very, you know, constructed. I kind of like there's no real rhyme or uh, rhythm they have in the stadium. One side's a lot, you know, big. Uh, I don't mind like one side being bigger than the other, but like you're trying to give off. Also, you're trying to give off the illusion that your stadium's a lot bigger than what it is. The constructs don't really match on either side. Uh, the end zones, I don't even know what the hell you have going on in the end zones there. Um, but yeah, like this stadium from a construct pr- perspective, it, it does not look very visually appealing at all. Um, it, you give off the illusion that you're, you seat like 60,000 in the stadium. You only seat 40,000. And even as Houston Cougar fans, you know, you can't really fill that up either way. Um, so yeah, TDECU stadium based on a visual perspective, you know, and I understand it's kind of a newer stadium as well, but I, I have to give it like as, as the worst ring, like there's no real, rhyme or rhythm or design pattern that you have going on like it's just it's all over the place is what it is so yeah tdcu stadium coming in at last place for houston cougars so are you looking it up right now i don't know 
Yeah, I've seen. I, I I did do my the quick live reporting. <laughs> yes, I am looking it up. Yeah, it is a very odd stadium. Kind of looks weird how it rounds. Kind of reminds me of a soccer stadium how it rounds <laughs> in this weird way. I don't know yeah. why. But, but um, yeah. So Houston's, Houston's environment's kind of kind of mid. I'm not gonna lie. Its environment is cool, but is it really a home field advantage? I'd argue TCU has a better home field advantage than Houston. <laughs> Honestly. But but number yeah, 11. That's Moving on to number so, 11, I have. I got on. Kansas. David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium, seating about 48,000 people there. You know, this one's not, it's not terrible. It's a very basic design. You know, they're not trying to do too much with it. Uh, kind of traditional design stadium. But you could tell from the outside that it's pretty, um, it's pretty, pretty beat up, pretty torn apart. I think I've seen the inside of their uh, visitors locker rooms and I, I get a visitor locker room shouldn't look, you know, fantastic, but it, it looks like a high school locker room is, is always what it does. Um, it looks like a high school you know, stadium, bro. It, it kind of, you know, and it's just, it's it's fine, like Texas. the design. It's it. They're not trying to be too elaborate. They're not trying to you know do too much. I understand like it's got historical significance as well to the stadium. I don't mind that at all. Um, it's it's good for what Kansas has. You know, um, you know, Kansas football been bad for quite a long time. Yet this past year though, they seem <laughs> to have like you know four or five sellouts at their stadium, and so you know I I don't mind it. It it's it's good for what it is. You know at eleven. So. But it definitely needs to be upgraded. I think they do have plans on upgrading their, their stadium too. I don't know when those are coming to effect, but I know they are planning on upgrading it. But as of right now, yeah, Kansas, you're, you're sitting on number eleven for me. Okay. Number yeah, ten. Number ten. I have TCU at number ten. Amanji Carter Stadium, seeing about fifty thousand people. You know, once again, I, I think it's the illusion that you're trying to come off bigger than what you are. You know, you, you see fifty thousand people. Yet, I think if you had to take a blind test to us, you, you you're trying to go off the illusion that you see like sixty or seventy thousand. You're like, like no, that, that's not, it's not at all what you are. You know, one, you know, the the construct of it, it's a little bit, it's a bit odd. The end zones are super, super weird to me. Kind of weird looking. Um, no real like, kind of similar to Houston. No real like similar design patterns on the stadium. Like, I, I just like from a visual perspective yeah uh, uh manji carter stadium has got to be you know got to be 10 you know that's not really any shade to tcu that i'm throwing out there just yeah you, you don't your stadium's not that good <laughs> you know <laughs> I, that's I, no I, shade but your stadium's ass wow stadium's you ass right here first <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I i have to put tcu God. at 10 now moving on to the rest of the list I have here, a lot of the stems are actually really nice, you know, but like I have to give it a proper ranking and everything. Uh, for example, coming at number nine, I'll put UCF at number nine, FBC uh, Mortgage Stadium, seats 45,000 people. I, I actually like U- U- UCF's stadium design, you know, they're not trying to do too much, it's a bowl type stadium. Um, you know, nicknamed the bounce house. You know, the environment is is very ruckus there. Um, they sell out a lot of games. You know, it's kind of it kind of reminds like a smaller Notre Dame stadium, like you know that seats you know forty five thousand people. 
um, sell it out. It's it's actually a really nice stand. They're not trying to do too much with it. It's good for their, um, you know, it, it was good for what they were. They're moving up to being a Power 5 team from a G5 team. Um, so, yeah, I think definitely some maybe stadium upgrades are coming soon to that uh, to that stadium, uh, probably sooner rather than later. But, yeah, I, you know, I, like I, I, actually, stadium, I actually kind of like the concept. They're not trying to do close. too much. You know, it, it, it looks good. It, up close, it looks good, you know. What's that? I said it feels up close, you know. Like you yeah, feel yeah. like you're really in the football. Yeah. Yeah, like you're you're in the like you're, you're almost you know, the other engaging with the uh, with the team. Like you're helping them win, you know. I kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. The so UCF house, uh, that's a cool UCF coming at number nine to me. Number eight, I'm gonna go Cincinnati. Uh, Nippert Stadium. Once again, very historical stadium in the college football world. Um, you know, I, I like the design structure to it. Not trying to do too much. Once again, I believe it's located like you know in the center of campus there at uh, Cincinnati. Uh, so yeah, Nippert Stadium seats forty thousand. Uh, you know, kind of similar to um to UCF where like the fans can kind of really be up close and personal with it. It kind of affect the game from from their vantage point. Uh, so yeah, I, I really like Nippert Stadium. I think it's 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 a cool looking stadium. Uh, so I have them coming at number eight. And uh, as I mentioned before, like Elias Sims, I don't I don't hate moving forward. Like I just have to give them you know where I think they lie compared to other Big Twelve stadiums. And Big Twelve's got a lot of a uh, lot of really good stadiums as well. So, so yeah, number eight got Cincinnati. Seven. I'm gonna go Baylor. Number seven, McLean Stadium. 45,000 seating capacity. I've been to McLean Stadium. Uh, I've actually been to their old stadium too, Floyd Casey Stadium, uh, once before. Um, and Floyd Casey Stadium was kind of just like a mini, mini Jones Stadium, very kind of classic design. Um, like, like the Jones is. Um, I actually, I actually really liked Floyd yeah. Casey Stadium, to be honest with you. Um, but McLean Stadium. Once again, like the reason why I think I have this a little bit low is because you're trying to give off the illusion that you're a lot bigger than what you are. You know, you you look like you seat seventy thousand, you seat forty five. A Ford Casey Stadium sat fifty thousand, so you you built a brand new stadium that seats less than what your other stadium did. You know, which I kind of find a bit strange. But it's but more immersive, it though. It it's more immersive, though, Jonah. It's like it, it looks cooler, and is. honestly, it kind of looks like a toilet you. bowl, to be honest. <laughs> Like, a look at it, it looks straight like that. a shitter, dude. You know. Oh but, god. Uh, yeah. Like I And this is what where is it on your ranking? I'm sorry. Where is the seven. shitter it's seven. ranked at? <laughs> seventh. Okay. All right. Halfway. It's an yeah. average stadium to you. The average stadium. I liked the it there. Uh I went there in twenty twenty one for the Texas Tech Baylor game. Uh, but Baylor's eighth ranked team in the country. They couldn't sell out that game because uh, Baylor doesn't have, you know, very supportive fans, fans. Um, obviously. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, like that. We lost that game, unfortunately. But uh, fans are actually pretty cool, though. I will say that. Baylor fans are actually pretty cool. But yeah, Baylor coming at number seven to me. Uh, number six, I got yours truly, Texas Tech. Jones AT&T Stadium, seen 60,000. Where's his average? Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think that's a proper ranking. I, I don't want to be too biased uh, and put a text like, "Oh, we're number one." Like, no, that's just that's obviously way out too of biased, everything. Man. Out of everything, you could have been biased for, and nobody would have batted an eye <laughs> at it. The stadium ranking list probably would have been it, buddy. You know what? I, I I like to keep my bias to a minimum. You know, 
Uh, but yeah, I got Texas Tech at number six. You know, honestly, I think it's kind of the inverse of what I've been of what I've been uh, going against. Uh, it, it looks a lot smaller than what it seats. You know, you would look at Texas Tech like, oh, they probably seat you know forty five, fifty thousand. Like, no, it seats sixty. <laughs> 60,000 seat stadium. Uh, when they sell it out, it's it's a great environment, um, especially when do the blackouts, the whiteouts look slick as hell. Um, absolutely. I, 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 you know, I, I've been to countless games at Jones Stadium. Um, absolutely love it. You know, it's 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 great environment, great college football environment. Um, tailgating's awesome at uh, at the Jones, as we've been a part of many a times. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put Texas Tech there at number six. Now getting to the top five. Okay. Number five, I got Kansas State's Bill Snyder Family Stadium, seeing fifty-two thousand people in it. I just really like the design. I like. Kansas. I, I've actually, I've actually been like to Bill Snyder Stadium, man. Yeah, I, I like their stadium. I've, I've been to uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium before. Looks really cool. Um, it's, it's a great home environment. You know, seats fifty-two thousand, but they, uh, they definitely sell it out. You know, it's all about you know kind of the kind of the atmosphere there and. Uh, you know, fans show up. They they love their Kansas State Wildcats. You know, I, I like the design of the stadium. It's 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 really cool looking. And yeah, I, I gotta put Kansas State at number at number five. Okay, so number four coming in West Virginia, Millen Pusker Stadium seats sixty thousand folks in there. Oregon Town, really cool. yeah, out there in Morgantown, West Virginia. It's it's just really cool. You know, I I, I like it. It's it's simple. It's you know. It's simple yet modern. Still, it's a very historical stadium. Um, I, I I just really like you know the West Virginia Stadium. I think it's a, it's a really a really pretty stadium. Not trying to do too much, but they do the job. They do well what they do, and I uh, I, I really there, like that about West Virginia Stadium. Their stadium also reminds me of like a high school stadium in Texas, anyways. But like like on crack, if that makes sense. Like <laughs> I I get what you mean by like no, it's it, like a college stadium. Yeah, I get what you mean by. It has like a little traditional feel to it for sure. It looks like a college stadium. Yeah, for sure. Hey man, there's some college stadiums that don't look like college stadiums. Some don't. I get I guess in in the way that it's designed, you know what I mean? It just still feels like it's still immersive for how big it is. Yeah, yeah. And I I really like like Morgantown's stadium, West Virginia's the mount the mountaineer field. It's a cool field. I got them coming at number four. Number three. Uh, Iowa State's Jack Trice Stadium, man. This is absolutely fantastic. I just I love the design of Jack Trice Stadium. I uh, you know I, I think it's 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 very well put together. The home atmosphere you can tell plays plays an effect, especially when they're good and they sell out the stadium. Um, yeah, I, I really like the way that Jack Trice Stadium is put together. Um, you know, the different levels that they have there. It's it's it it, it looks really, really cool. I, I I genuinely enjoy Jack Trice Stadium. Um, if I could design a stadium, it might look like Jack Trice Stadium, to be honest with you. Uh maybe a little bit, you know, kind of closed <laughs> off in the other end zone. But yeah, I mean, I I, I really do like their stadium. So uh number cool. two. Number two. I got the BYU Cougars, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, sixty-three thousand. Uh, probably one of the biggest stadiums in the new Big Twelve as well. I think it is the biggest stadium going to be in the new Big Twelve. Uh, stadium look really cool. I think I might actually end up going to this game out there in um out there in Provo this next season. Uh, they play on October twenty-first, so I might take a trip out there to out there to. 
Provo and uh, get to visit Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna see the Mormons, man. <laughs> gonna watch yes, the Mormons play yes. football. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to Mormon country. I'm gonna watch uh, Texas Tech. Hopefully, come up with a win in BYU. Um, which, by the way, uh, shout out to BYU Twitter, folks. Man, they've uh, really, uh, I've, I've uh, been interacting with a lot of BYU fans over the last week or so. And uh, they're really great people, really nice. They've uh, helped, uh, you know, grow our uh, social media accounts. We've gotten several uh, BYU uh, fans just following our podcast page. So thank you very much for nice. that. You know, I I do have to say, you know, BYU is good in my book. I enjoy interacting with their fan base. Uh, they are, you know, very level-headed, very, uh, very, you know, nice. They they like Texas Tech. They say like, you know, Texas Tech fan base is really creeping up in my uh, in my rankings. And I'm like, you know, hey, look, BYU is doing the same thing for me too. So I, I actually have to give credit to credit to BYU, man. So shout out to BYU. And number one of shout course, to BYU. I wonder how they feel about Zach Wilson. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Uh, but number one, sure. of course, has to be the only one we haven't talked about, which is. Oklahoma State's Boone Pickens Stadium, seating 55,000 people. It looks like it seats a lot more than what it does. You know, I'm looking at Boone Pickens. I'm see, I'm thinking like that place seats at least 65, 65K, uh, 70 if a really big game is coming to town like Oklahoma or something. But see 55,000, it's in kind of this... Um, kind of this, like, you know, uh, uh, bowl-shaped as well, where you can tell, like, the echoes definitely reverberate and making it so much louder, like, on the field than it is anywhere else. And, um, yeah, I, I really like Boom Pickens Stadium. You know they sell that out every time that they play. Um, yeah, uh, Oklahoma State, I, I, just, I just really like that design of the stadium, and it's, uh, it's, it's pretty nice. Like, I, I generally enjoy it. So, yeah. Oklahoma State's gonna be number one for me. So, have you been to Oklahoma uh, to Boone Pickens Stadium? I've not been to Boone Pickens Stadium. No, that'd be an interesting little little road trip to Stillwater. Yeah, might not be a bad road I can't trip. Imagine there's much there, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, from now, what do you uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts in regards to my list, though? Um. I'll tell you what stadiums I would like to attend a football game in. Oklahoma State is one of them. I do enjoy their fan base. They do. Um, they're annoying, but like it's like kind of looking at the, mirror, at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Kind of looking more at the mirror. Or less, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're it's endearing the rivalry. So and their head coaches, come on now, Gundy, come on, Mike Gundy. How man. can you not like that? Guy? He's a man. It's kind of hard. He's fifty-three. He he's think. forty. I don't know. Okay, fifty-three. Yeah, I think fifty-two, fifty-three. He's something like that. I don't know. But yeah, that's uh for sure. I would love to go to one of those. I would love to go to a Kansas State game. Yeah. Um their stadium does look sweet. Like it really does. Like to be in was it Manhattan? Manhattan. Yeah, that, that, it looks like a vibe. It really does. Yeah. A little apple, Manhattan. Yeah. I will agree that um, Houston's does look very lackluster. I know we haven't really uh, established a true rivalry in the Big 12. I mean, we kind of have over the years, I'd like to say. But, um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't really want to attend a Houston game. I would like to go to a, a UTF game. That'd be fun. UCF? See the Knights. Yeah. Yeah. See see they're in the bounce house, bro. That's a, that's a, yeah. cool, that's a cool name, man. 
It, I just hope it wouldn't be hot because there's oh, no shade. It will. There'd be no shade. No <laughs> shade at all. Yeah, no so, coverage at all. That's, that's why I got like a night game there. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it, it, that looks like it'd be a, a good time. But your rankings, not too bad. Yeah. Is there anything, do, you, were, do you think I, uh, where, where would you, um, where, where do you think my biggest miss was? Your biggest miss? Like my biggest whiff. Biggest whiff? Hmm. It's a good one. I got Oklahoma State one, BYU two, Iowa think. State three, West Virginia four, Kansas State five, Texas, Texas. Where'd you have Texas at? I don't. I don't have Texas or OU in this. It's just the Big Twelve. Oh, that's right. That's right. You did have them out. Get it together, bro. Damn. You're right. You're right. I suck. <laughs> I I do. Uh, seven was Baylor. Eight was Cincinnati. No, Nine UCF. Solid, Ten man. TCU. Eleven Kansas and twelve Houston. I want to say there was really a big. One. I mean, I I'd say it's Tech Stadium looks cooler than uh, Iowa State's, but whatever. That's just me. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, I don't know if there's really a too big of a whiff. I mean, it's pretty easy to see which stadiums are kind of like the lackluster one in this conference, I'd say. Yeah. You can I see it on TV agree. most definitely. Oh, absolutely. I'd be, um, I'd be looking obviously, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, seeing it on TV and then actually experiencing it in person, too. Um, yeah. You know. I uh, thankfully I got that opportunity to go uh, with Baylor and uh, Kansas State, so you know, really nice. You know, Texas Tech as well. Um, I th- I'd say I'd say probably BYU might be my next stop. Might be the next stop this year. <laughs> go visit Lavelle Edwards. It's a cool man. looking stadium, man. I like it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of does it for my stadium uh, rankings. You know, where did I go wrong? You guys tell me. Uh, where would you rank the Big 12 Stadium just on visual appeal only? And I'll mention that visual appeal only. I have not been to a majority of these stadiums. But once I go to the stadium, I could have a completely different outlook on it. And then I can vote like, you know, I can make a list like voting for my experience at those stadiums as well, too. So might climb up, might not. I don't know. But yeah. Anyways, time to move Good on time. to... One of our favorite segments, man. We haven't done this segment in a long, long time, man. But I'm I'm excited to do it here. It's our good vibes vibe of the week, my friend. That good is music. right. Zuni, you want to take it away, man? I'd say a good conversation. I was actually going to go with a good workout. Uh, a good run, specifically. I had a nice good run today. I felt like I was getting somewhat of a runner's high off of it, and it felt nice. That'd be one of my good vibe vibe of the weeks. You know, keep your health up. Your health is important. It That'd is. be mine. What about you, buddy? What good about run, you? Man. That's that's always, always really nice. You're staying in shape, good workout. It's not, you know, you know, most people don't like to run, and it, it just do something elliptical, stairmaster, something. You know, yeah, something to get that cardio up. Exactly. You gotta you gotta use your heart every once in a while. It sucks. Don't get me wrong, but after you do it, it's just like, yep. You, you feel so accomplished, accomplished. You know. You, tell me you don't. You do. You do. It's yeah, that I, I, I absolutely like you're do. Throw up. There's there's no other. There's no other. There's no other. Because <laughs> I've definitely had those moments where I, I do cardio. I'm like, yeah, I need a yak. I need a pew. Like, I've never thrown up or while you feel, running before. I will say. Or you feel accomplished. 
but yeah i feel definitely accomplished after that um especially like um you know because recently i've been going to the gym at like five o'clock in the morning and Ooh. it's uh it's definitely like you, you feel really comfortable like during that time but like bro once like the one o'clock in the afternoon hits and like you, you've eaten lunch and you're just like bro I want the day to end, man. Like, I just want this day over with. Like, I don't want to finish out the rest of the day. I, I want to go home now. Like, you're just done with everything. So it's it's kind of finding that balance right there, I would say. But yeah, you definitely feel accomplished. Sure, I didn't get sure. That's 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 definitely a vibe, man. It's definitely a good vibe. I like it. Thank you. Um, but my good vibe, vibe of the week. Okay, this is what I got for you, man. Is taking that first dip in the pool or lake or river on a scorching Ooh. summer day because it has been just a massive in the state of texas man like it, it's getting to be a hundred and fuck outside you with 80 percent humidity you know, <laughs> it is absolutely treacherous out there but you know on a weekend when you go out with your friends or family you go to the pool lake river whatever floats your boat uh and you just take that first dip after sweating, just getting out there. Oh, so refreshing. So good. Even if like the lake water is like 60 degrees, you know, just absolutely freezing. You know, you go from one extreme to the other extreme. And it's just, it, it's fantastic. You know, you cool off instantly. Love it, man. Absolutely love that Swimming. first dip in the, in, in a certain body of water. On a scorching summer day, man. That it's is good. That's my good it's body. a good one, man. It really is. It truly is. I like that one, Jonah. Swimming in in this hot summer heat. Yeah, Texas yeah. especially. Stay down cool, folks. Stay cool, because uh, this heat ain't going unless out. unless you're in Australia. Unless you're in Australia, they warm that's up. True, yeah, because it's their winter over yeah, there. It's their winter right now. Just saying, just point that out there. <laughs> it is their winter. It is weird. It yeah, is. Kind of that way. But yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, no, stay cool, y'all. Stay cool because it, it do be getting hot out there. Y'all wear some sunscreen, a little sunblock action. But for sure, that's a good vibe. I enjoy swimming. One of my favorite activities, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of like a just kind of like a hangout in the water. Like I'm not like, you know, hey, look, looking to swim, like a like exercise. More just like, yeah, I like to float in the water, chill. Like to float. You know, that's what that's I like nice. You know. That's pretty good too, man. You like to do a couple of belly flops off a boat now that y'all been going boating. No, I imagine no, not at all. I don't do. I don't do belly. Flops. I've never what a baby. Did. This guy I can't never live. This you're, you're what, right. what are you doing? Are you even living? Are you even living? If man? I'm not belly flopping off a boat, there needs to be. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> have you really made it as an American? Come on now. I, I guess not, dude. I guess not. I'll buy you. I'll buy you a six pack, and then you belly flop after you finish the six pack. Deal. And you know, fifty stars, thirteen maybe bars. These colors don't flop. run, man. Sounds American as maybe, fuck. Maybe a maybe a, <laughs> a slide a side body body. I don't know. Is that? I don't even know what you're. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> like what? What is it? A belly flop, or like a side the, a belly, belly flop? flop? Does that yeah. make sense? Belly flop on your side, like, like a side one. Where you let, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Something really. similar to that. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not about it. I guess. I guess uh, not. But uh, do you have any trivia for me, man? Before going wrap this one up. Uh nah, no trivia into the seasons, man. Got to keep y'all honest. I mean, I did have the one earlier. How many players are on suit up 
for a college football. Okay, but you didn't even know the answer. That really, you did not know that answer. But but I do have the answer. Do you? I do have the answer, John. I do. What is it? Eighty players. Eighty players. Eighty players. Eighty players are allowed to suit up. Okay. Players. Cool. Eight zero. Most uh most college rosters are pushing a hundred and above. Yeah, believe it. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Sweet man, sweet. Yeah, Learn something over That's there. Trivia you're getting this week. Like there it. you go, man. Like I got you. Well, thank you very much, man, and uh, thank y'all so much for tuning Anytime. in. Hell we yeah. really appreciate you guys listening. Remember to keep the vibes high, keep the guns up. For Nathan Zuniga, I'm Jonah Young. Saying so long, and we'll see you next time here Ooh. on the Lone Raider Podcast. Bye-bye.